0: this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Hit record. I did it. I hit it. Good job.
1: Oh god, I'm not ready. Can we go back? Yes.
2: (laughs) Abort. Abort.
1: Crisis aborted. It is funny to watch our, our... Vocal uh, shapes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, am
0: I the bottom one? Yes.
2: yes. Okay. Um, welcome to feature <laughs> creep colon.
0: Built in microwave, semicolon. Art is not design. Design is
2: not art. Design is, is not yeah. art. Um, art.
0: Design is not art.
2: So, this is the definitive be all end all to that age old argument, um, which I don't. I mean I don't run in like strong design circles maybe so um but I think that design and art are definitely two very separate things that uh are oftentimes I mean I hate the fact that we have to like our podcast falls under art right art and design like we yeah. it's an art podcast with the subcategory of design which is not maybe we need to change that maybe we just need to like fuck off with Google and like who I mean with uh, Apple cuz it does one- seem
1: yeah weird that design only exists as a subcategory of art
2: yes well uh and then also before we get there if this is your first listen to our podcast um welcome to feature creep and we're this i'm ned and there's meg over there and lauren who's quickly becoming (laughs) one of our co-hosts but
0: you have to guess which voice is which
2: yeah yep um the
0: angry shrill one is meg (laughs) (laughs) the the deeper one <laughs> is <It's laughs> <Lauren.
1: laughs> That's great. I'm not quite sure I can call my. I was trying to figure out what the opposite of angry and shrill. Am I, am I calm and <laughs> sultry? Calm I don't know and about. sultry.
2: I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
1: It's good. smoky, smoky? smoky. the smoky Swarthy. Yes, the no, swarthy. Swarthy. <laughs> that means <laughs> dark <and> hair. They <laughs> not the opposite of dark and hairy. Dark. You and are hair. not
0: swarthy. <laughs>
2: I'm I'm partially swarthy. I'm I mean, definitely hairy, but not very. One
1: dark. day I'll tell the story, my shaving story. Okay, <laughs> maybe That's my nice. voice
2: sounds dark and hairy. Could I be? The, no, I'll be it the doesn't. I, I don't, don't know how I would does. describe my voice. Um,
1: you sound like a Dane.
2: Like a Dane. Yeah. Okay. You are
0: Danish, aren't you? Uh
2: yeah, I think actually Celtic. Celtic. Oh. What is, how do you Celtic Celtic. Celtic? Celtic. Yeah.
0: Which is not Danish.
2: No. Um, I think Celtic. Oh. I mean,
0: you know. Maybe I'm wrong. I actually, yeah, that would be an interesting history. Like
1: the, what we, where these peoples have settled to this day. The Danes are still from more or less where we would think of the Danes as from, Mm -hmm. but the Celts actually moved around quite a lot. Oh, I didn't know that. From Daneland? Daneland. Daneland. The country of Daneland. I saw a great Also, why carrots are orange?
2: Because of the Danes.
1: Yeah, the House of Orange ruled Denmark and carrots were uh, uh, genetically encouraged in the orange direction to honor the house of orange is the story i had always heard oh that's, oh, that's kind of interesting cool. there's a, yes there's because a, carrots come in lots of colors
0: they do, they do i yeah. like all of the colors of carrots
2: i mean there's uh, a whole design discussion
1: um, cabbage man cabbage. Cabbage.
0: cabbage talk about design agricultural
1: like design item design anyway i love the, the <laughs> comment that the only organisms we've we've manipulated. The organisms we, we've manipulated the most as humans are dogs and cabbages.
2: Dogs and cabbages. Oh. That's, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Cabbages. Um, Sorry. You were going to say. I was going to say. So if this welcome. is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've made it this far, um, <laughs> we're trying a new thing where we plug the email at the beginning. So if you made it this far and you want to tell us off about the things we've already said, um, or have other thoughts and ideas, you can email our executive about assistant cabbages. Dana. Yes, about cabbages at. Yes. Uh, so it's Dana at fcbm.io. That's D-A-N-A at fcbm.io. Um, or you can just go to our website fcbm.io, and there's plenty of information. There's there's not a lot of information, but the information that is there directly tells you how to get a hold of us. If you is have, accurate, is accurate, and if you have thoughts and ideas, we'd love to hear from you. So. Without further ado, let's get on to the discussion of art and design, or specifically, um, design is not art, and I guess start with the definition. So, I have the OED definition of art. Should we start with art or with design? Alphabetical. All right,
1: design. <gasps> Tiebreaker. Um, because you lead with it. Yeah, you've, okay. You've, very, you've not just said that art and design are not the same. You've specifically made a definitive design, statement that design, design is, is not, not art. All
2: right, so what is design?
0: Right. It's not your butt. Right. We so know that.
2: According to uh, the Oxford English Dictionary, Oxford Dictionary of English, OED, Oxford <laughs> English Dictionary, Um Design is a plan or drawing produced to show the look and function or workings of a building, garment, or other object that is built or made. So that's the first definition. Um, Second definition, an arrangement of lines or shapes created to form a pattern or decoration. So that's the noun definition. If we're going to get into the verb of it, which is maybe more what we're talking about as in practicing design. um, So design is to decide upon the look and functioning of a building garment or other object by making a detailed drawing of it. Um, So there's some interesting. Yeah. Like some pretty strict, strong definitions right there. Um, And then, so then what do we mean by art? Well, um, art, according to the OED, the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, typically in a visual form such as a painting or sculpture producing work to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Um, the second definition, the various branches of creative activity such as painting, music, literature, and dance. So I think this is where it gets into the slippery slope is if you're already looking at the second definition and you're thinking about the various branches of creative activity and where you start to talk about like arts and sciences traditionally was, um, like science and art is not separated, right? Like it's, it's kind of this, this sort of creative endeavor of, you know, studying and engaging with the, with the world. Um, however, I think, uh, I think we can certainly argue that design is very often like it design does should not necessarily be artistic. Like it's a, it's an entirely different process. Like design is about creating something that has function and form and, and art could be that, but art can exist outside of that. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) Go
1: ahead. Lauren, Lauren, Um, I've been called on in Mm. class. Thank you. Uh, I, I've always really enjoyed the categorization of art as a type of communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that is ultimately that is what, what art is, is a, a subset or a type of communication. Whereas for me, design is about, uh, degree of function. Like design implies an element of the how or the why or yeah the the functioning of of something mm. um now whether the functioning is functional that doesn't necessarily, you can design something to not be functional but you are still uh uh acting upon i think i feel like design is inherently sort of a verb like Sure. Like design is the function of designing. Like you mm. you can't have the noun without the verb. Exactly. Like design is created. Whereas I feel like art is expressed. I get what you're saying. Okay. <clears throat> I was like, I'm not really sure if this is clear, but this like is why they are separate. If me.
0: if design and art are both supposed to <clears throat> convey some meaning, I think of art as conveying meaning that is unrelated to function necessarily it's supposed to convey like a feeling need not be like it's it, it expresses a feeling or something about the human condition or the human experience or or i mean anything i mean it almost could be any type of communication sure that's true um whereas like design isn't necessarily there to evoke feelings in the viewer it's not trying to necessarily communicate anything it's about
1: again like the best word i can come up with is function
0: yeah. I mean,
2: I think that I think you could like if you're creating a work of art and you are well, one of the things you can do is design it. Correct. But that doesn't make it like I mean, maybe the biggest thing that I struggle with is just the concept that design and art are something you can compare. Um, hmm. Right. Like from my point of view, um, you know a design so if we're talking about it from a noun point of view of design um we're basically talking about like a framework for an artifact or something that's going to be that will exist like it's a plan right it's a plan it's right it's a plan that's for some well. kind you. of creation um, i like that whereas art is really a noun i mean i know like oftentimes we joke about it being a verb in the sense of like i arted or i did an i did an art like mm-hmm. it's still it's still really um, much more in the terms of like like Lauren like you were saying it's a c- categorization of a communication or like a v- form of yeah. like expression. Um,
1: yeah. I like yeah. yeah. Whereas design to me connotates the verb of planning. It is a type of plan right. versus a type of communication. And so while those things can overlap or be connected, they are yeah, to like, me fundamentally different
2: yeah like I, you can produce art through design yep um, and you can design your art and you can design but you your can art. also
1: have art without design and you can have design without art
2: right i mean yeah okay well that's it solved we all right well my job one. is done here <laughs> no, i can go home um, so i've got some interesting quotes uh on this topic let me kay. find them um so uh, the author, Miklos Phillips, and I cannot really speak to the quality of him as a person other than he wrote an article <laughs> on the, I, my point is I'm not endorsing this person at all in any way, other than I just pulled up an article in which he says these things. Um, uh, where did they go now? I've lost them. They poof I'm ready. disappeared. They poof disappeared. Okay. okay. They yes. They so, um, so he, he This I can already speak to the quality of his article already. So he puts in quotes in this article, and this is from toptal.com by Miklos Phillips, as retrieved June 15th, 2021. Uh, He quotes, he says, if you spend any time working among professional designers, you'll hear these things. And then he puts in quotes, design is not art, design has to function. And art is meant to provoke thought and emotions, but it doesn't solve problems. Um, That's not true. Uh, right, and artists primarily work off instinct, whereas designers employ a methodical data-driven process, also not missing true. the point. Um, <laughs> I, now, he's not representing these necessarily as his ideas. He's saying these are the arguments, that these are the things mm, that one might hear. These hear. are
0: things that people claim. That's, yeah. that's true. I, but this I'm comes sure from his
2: is. mind because he doesn't sor- source anyone else as saying these things directly. So um, I'm imagining he's just saying these are sentiments I've heard um, anecdotally so
1: yes uh, but does he cite them because we really know if you don't cite it
2: no 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 that's really my well. point yeah i mean he doesn't cite them nor does he say i'm paraphrasing or he just kind of represents them as quotes um, the nameless so, masses the nameless which masses. already
1: undermines your argument yeah who's the they my the, opinion.
2: yeah who's yes. the they of the uh arguing masses um yes but of them. uh so we'll just assume it's him uh making a <laughs> i mean making an argument i mean my point is like he's making something up to argue against right yeah um and i yeah i mean i think already like we don't agree with any of these statements um
1: i like, mean possibly neither does he but sure
2: uh, yeah 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 i'm not right um anyway uh mostly i've just mentioned his name several times so that other people can go read it for themselves and decide for themselves um i'm not going to make up your fucking mind for you um <laughs> uh i mean this really like the problem with this discussion is that we get down to the nitty-gritty of, like, what the fuck is art in the first place? Yeah. Which is the more interesting question, I think. Um
1: I mean, that's why I like framing it as a type of communication, because yeah. it sort of a little bit sidesteps having too firm of a definition. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, communication is anything that is attempting to communicate. Um. kind of almost in either direction and so like it it lets i am i am a fan of of expansive definitions of art not Mm -hmm. restrictive definitions of art right like i see no value in excluding more things from art Mm -hmm. yeah and i see lots of value in including more things agree yeah
2: yeah i mean absolutely
1: um, yeah, I'm sorry if you guys brought me in to be a dissenting voice really, really, <laughs> we fuck screwed that, one that up, up.
0: Uh, uh, art definitely do- does solve problems like what if my problem is I need some art right here <laughs> sure
2: yeah or uh, I'd like to I mean one of the biggest things art solves for me is anytime I feel the need to express some feeling or thought right. or work through something like the process of creating art is a huge boon to my life
1: yeah. And I actually achieve similarly to you, Ned. It, 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 for me, it, it serves a purpose of, of expression or a type of processing or, or there's a certain, you know, flow state or however you want to uh, express it. There's a, a mental state that I, find beneficial mm-hmm. uh, when I am creating art and I often can achieve a very similar state when I am designing things. Mm-hmm. And so to me, they are very similar, but that feels very personal. Yeah, It feels like a function of the way my brain communicates or mm-hmm. processes, um, but that doesn't necessarily in any way feel universal. Right. I don't have the name. I You, uh, very uh th- thoughtfully and thankfully Ned did research i i uh <laughs> wish i had the name of the person who wrote this but they were an art professor at uh St. Catherine's University in St. Paul, Minnesota and they wrote an uh a piece on an essay on the value of art education and a pe- and a, an element that really and i was already like yeah i i don't need to be convinced that art education is valuable but something i had not thought of until i read this piece um was he specifically was making the point that you know art is a type of communication and as such it is you know communicating or sharing ideas concepts feelings or experiences Hmm. and the part of the value of it is that it often is able to connect with somebody in a way that other types of communication can't yeah so that as an observer or consumer or in any way person who is engaging with art you have a chance to access all of those things ideas thoughts experiences Mm -hmm. um, emotions of other people in ways that quite probably you could not actually engage with otherwise that like the way our brains work especially when it comes to the thoughts and experiences and feelings of other people is we actually have a lot of things built into us that make us put up walls or stop. Like we're afraid of feeling things. We get defensive. We have our own experiences. And so that if art can, can convey these things to us in a way that kind of like comes in the back door of our brain, we actually can, can really learn more like these things are accessible to us that might not otherwise be and i thought that was like genius Mm.
0: i like that
2: yeah me too um and i think about like how uh also art gives like it's like even on top of that like or more of that is the idea of like um not only does it help to break barriers between people or possibly like create avenues of communication that might not um you know that that aren't expected like like what you're saying is like you know we have kind of our prejudices and things and sometimes art can help us like be like look at look at ourselves look at our communication with other people or view other people in a different light um, Mm -hmm. or basically connect with people and I think that um, art sometimes also or even more in that vein sometimes it gives you a medium of expression that is not any one of the things that we normally think of as ways to communicate, like either written right. or spoken word. Um, exactly. Or or like, you know, just sort of um, even just visual, because oftentimes, you know, you can kind of communicate, or you can meld those medias or if, um, you know, taking a picture isn't enough, sometimes you need to also have more abstract, like a painting, or you need to have some kind of moving image or, um, but you're not limited in any way. It's like it, it, it encourages people to express really abstract, yeah. deep concepts of their human experience or their experience as an individual.
1: And often express okay. them, though, in these ways that you you experience in this kind of not thinking or intellect, in a felt way. Right. Like, frequently the power of art is that, like, this thing, this picture, this this collection of notes, like like reaches into my brain and almost manipulates my brain to have a felt experience Mm -hmm. that I kind of didn't really even have to agree to or consent to or in any way like it kind of happened like often the things we feel when we experience are 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 yeah outside of our maybe Mm -hmm. uh, control the way we often think about like our ability to uh, observe our experience and think about it and uh, and uh, you know use logical rational thought to apply meaning and interpret things and instead art is just like a felt sense mm-hmm. yeah. and and to me it often feels kind of a little magical so like you mentioned a photograph and there's like the feeling of a photograph and then there's the feeling you can create with that same photograph based on how big it is or how small it is or how far away it is um, how in focus or out of focus it is, what other things I saw before I saw that pitch. So like yep. a, perhaps mm. an exhibit. What other pictures did I show you before you saw this picture? Consider
0: the context. Yeah. yeah.
1: And yep. like these things, or do I separate it from any context and instead like present it kind of very devoid of anything? Um, and all of these things can change your experience of something in a very felt way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think... um like, this makes me think about in terms of, uh, you know, if we think of design as a process and art as a, a sort of a product or yeah. like a something that is a creation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like an act of creation. And where design is this, like, tool that can help you through these processes. Um, and I think that in art, like, like practicing the creation of art is um, – sometimes like the real value of it more yes. than just what you've created because you, it, I would it forces you to think about things and maybe that's kind of what I would take away from this. Or one thing I would suggest um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about like, Oh, you know, I, I'm into design or I practice design or I'm thinking about design or I'm thinking about art. Um, any of those things, like as Meg pointed out, um, you know, consider the context Uh, these are the kinds of tools that you can experience just in doing the activity of creating some piece of art and it can give you a lot of value to like reevaluate how you are how you practice your creative context, like how are you creating like creating a creative context for yourself and how are you experiencing that Um, especially like in work like I write software and it's incredibly dry and incredibly boring Um, yeah but because, but design
1: is still integral to it.
2: Yeah. And because <laughs> of um like the nature of us doing this podcast every week and like, you know, Meg, mm-hmm. you and I have a you know, long sorted history of well, a short sorted history, I don't know, a deep and <laughs> angular It's sorted either way for sure. Either. Yeah. Um that that revolves around our mutual enjoyment of like self-expression when it comes to like creating art and creating yeah. Moves. Um and that often is like a huge source of like life for me, right? Like it's very life affirming. It's like do this. And, and, and so then when I get to work and I'm like sitting there just being like, this is the most dry ass fucking boring bullshit when it comes to like end server communication with some other back end server and, you know, and protocols and all the poor documentation that revolves around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I don't resent it because I'm like, well, these are all opportunities to express myself, um, you know within yeah. the within the bounds of like what what needs to get done so um
1: and i really the my limited experience with programming which was all through statistical software um yeah. i really i was not super surprised but maybe a little surprised at how enjoyable i found the kind of flow state of programming yeah, yeah. that it like it very much triggered that element of design um you know i was using r and stata and like you know in stata you create these do files that you then execute do you? you know yes you do do you <laughs> <laughs> then execute your computer your, complex uh-huh. programming that yeah. you execute but like i really enjoyed like I, I was given a compliment that i had beautiful do files and i was like oh, <laughs> thank you so much yes. Lauren, you have such beautiful do files. Oh, you noticed. But what I really enjoyed about it was like thinking about the functionality, not just the computer, you know, because this is like linking together, you know, you know. Programming is, of course, a collection of infinitely tiny commands. Yes. Yeah. Like it's insanely tiny and very, very specific commands that if you put enough together, you can create really complex uh, tasks that are executed, you know, very, very quickly. Well, I guess it depends on your efficiency, but still,
0: so like you
1: have the design of what you're doing. How am I going to put these things together? How efficient am I going to make it? How fast or inefficient is it going to be? But then will somebody else be able to come along and look at this and understand? And what can I do to both make it more efficient for the people and the program? Mm -hmm. And I found that, I was surprised at how like addictively flow state that would be. Like I need to eat. Oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom and I really need to go to the bathroom because I've just been like so focused in this and perhaps that's the nature of my brain. But like it's to me, it's the same way if I'm like working metal and it's like, well, I'm not going to go and do anything until I'm done like shaping this piece of metal, which I would consider like a type of art that I enjoy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think shaping metal would be fun.
1: Yeah. I loved it. I was so grateful yeah. I could do a sculptural welding class. That's cool. At, at my my undergraduate program.
2: The th- Yeah. I Your experience of programming is like my experience, which is what got me into it, which was that – or is that um, – You're very, twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're twins. We're like exactly the same.
1: Yeah. So, I'm not Danish. Not oh. Danish, right. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> i'm german we're very different than the danes i'm also german well i Actually, take that back i'm swiss i have but so like
2: i'm german on my my paternal side and and uh celtic on my maternal side
0: so
2: <laughs> you've got that blend but i to answer or to i wanted to speak to that thing about um the the, the thing about programming is that it can be this really rapid um cycle of like of expression and reward right like you immediately mm-hmm. like the feedback loop is very quick um yes. computers are very fast they're really quick at telling you how much you fucked up um yes <laughs> uh, which is like it, which is the joy of it because i immediately know what to do like i'm like oh okay yeah. i know where i'm at i know where Did I'm that at. work like, there's never oh, it didn't work yeah like i don't feel lost or um you know wondering like what the next thing to do is i mean there's there's an aspect of um if you can break it down into steps, right? Like you're like I'm trying to solve a problem, and you can get yourself down to those like really minute steps, like you were talking mm-hmm. about, where you're just solving one thing at a time. If you can do that, then you can be pretty successful at programming. Um, time is a separate issue. Like how quick are you at that? Yes. But from a from my point of view of like something that is an enjoyable endeavor, then time is yours to spend as you like. And if you enjoy right. doing that, it doesn't matter whether you're quick or slow at it. Um, I think I'm probably average in terms of time like how long it takes me to do something um i think i'm above average in terms of like persistence and actually finishing and following through which is the bigger issue mostly Hmm. like when companies are hiring like they you know at the lower levels like i think there's competitiveness around like being able to do something quickly but i think as you get more experience with it the real issue is just can you finish this project ever
1: Um, yeah Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think there's also something to be said for like creativity, too, of like, yeah, yeah. Can you, you know, well, the only way I can think about doing this is a way that would take me, you know, whatever, 125 hours to write. Mm -hmm. Like, I can only think of this really. And to me, in programming, this is kind of where the efficiency piece or the elegance really is how I've heard programmers Mm. talk about it in terms of elegance. But like, I know one way to do this, and it would be insanely slow, and I would have to write just so much so much code um and it would take forever to do or can i like well great i know that can i step back and be like well is there a different way i can do it is there a a way i can do it that would be more efficient or that would link to two things together to so that i'm not having you know or that would automate some of it or you know i don't know Mm -hmm. there's probably lots of other things that i don't i don't even about
2: i mean that's part of the like that comes back to that idea of like practicing like practicing the creation of art like you start to learn about yourself and what you like and how things work and you're learning about the medium whatever you're expressing yourself in whether it's like digital Mm -hmm. you know so um but and that's where i think like (laughs) at least my takeaway from our discussion we've had so far is that um design is not art because those things are apples and fucking like you know v8 Leachies. engines like they're just not, oh. even fruit. you know what I mean like yes, it's like yes. just v8 two engines. very sure. different yes. categorically um speaking things there was another uh thing that I um was thinking about you mentioned earlier, which was the idea of like emotional communication um yeah, and I think maybe one of the meg when you and I came up with this podcast title originally um design is not art, I think one of our biggest issues is that um. Like you look at like companies like Apple or something where it's like people are like, oh, like it's, it's beautiful and whatever. And it's like I that, that is designed to its core. It's not art. It's, it's exploit yeah. It's, it's exploitative, right? Or exploit, exploitative. Ex, yeah. Exploitation. Yeah. Um, that, those things are really designed specific, like they are designed specifically to be that way, to appeal to people in a certain way and play on your emotions mm-hmm. in ways that there's not one individual who's sitting there expressing that. <laughs> Like, this is the expression of capitalism, Mm. Um, which then maybe we could argue it is a kind of art. Um, It's just bad art. That's what I was going to get at is that I think that
1: our. our Well, it's not so much trying to communicate something as as it is trying to manipulate you. Yes. But isn't
0: that the. Isn't that. Wouldn't that be a communication telling you to want something?
2: it's sending it's it's trying to express a message in the, yeah. in its in its essence
1: manipulation needs you to do something so it's trying to get you to do something and, I, and it cares more about you doing it well that's than why i was saying communicating
2: it. that's why i would argue that it's bad art in the sense that it's not good for you Like Mm. it's not Mm -hmm. it's not art that is looking to express the idea. I mean, you can also have other art that does that, that, you know, the creator of the art piece, you know, created something that's designed to be offensive. Designed to make you I'm not sure that
1: art needs to be good for you. No, no, it doesn't have
2: to be. I'm just saying that I think our issue with or when we were thinking about this, I think we were thinking in terms of. Um, you know, if you're sitting there as a like, you know, an advertising creative, cr- you know, you make creatives for advertising. Like, you're not pra- you're not practicing art that I approve of. <laughs> like, that's really what it comes down to. Whether you sure. debate, like, like I like that. Yeah, like I. I mean, don't I think yes, th-
1: I think you can have design that you don't approve of too. Like, sure, you can have yeah. Design is a plan. You can yeah, have really right. effective killing machines, and or- I don't
2: approve of either the design of advertising nor the production and the art that comes out of it. Um, Yeah.
1: There's that super creepy study that was done by uh, marketing. uh, It was a psychological study done um, to find out what the most effective type of kid nagging was. And like it was a real oh. study, like, you know, oh, like, yeah, uh, a randomized control tial, trial and they, they did all this stuff and it's a real study. And the results were this is the most effective type of nagging for kids to do to parents to get parents to do something and then they use that to create tv ads in the 90s and 2000s teaching kids how to nag their parents in the way that the study found was most effective it's so gross yeah and it's it's real design like to me that is design that is also exploitative design
2: yes Yeah. yeah 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 and that's kind of like i think that's kind of what i was thinking is like we're just kind of fuck like it's fucked <laughs> the problem is that art gets fucked up by its interaction with capitalism
1: i mean like most get things up. yeah like i was gonna say like most things yeah get fucked up there's a loud vehicle outside of the house did you hear that yeah it was designed to be loud it, it was, was designed, designed to yes. be loud but i yeah. think it's not art it is not Agreed. now gorgeous pipes
0: on a motorcycle this can be art true it's just art i strenuously disagree
1: with (laughs) right i find it interesting how like strongly i feel that art or that design is not art and yet how weakly i care about categorizing which is which Mm. yeah yeah like i don't actually care that much which thing is which i just care that they aren't the same (laughs) (laughs) right because i also then freely admit that they overlap a lot or Mm -hmm. that things can have elements of both right and i don't see a lot of personal value in like dissecting where that line is like right i don't know it amuses me just like cabbages just like
0: cabbages,
1: cabbages.
2: i mean that's that was understandable my... what
0: that's my cabbages song
2: that's your cabbages song all of it right there
1: Cabbages. i mean it was really an effective kind of communication i felt
0: something thanks yeah.
2: well so here's some interesting um topics from uh wikipedia on the purpose of art uh oh. so again this is the um <laughs> the art article, the article on wikipedia on art from june 15th, 2021 we've got um so there's sort of they've they provide four concepts here so um Non motivated functions. So, the non motivated purposes of art are those that are integral to being human, transcend the individual, or do not fulfill a specific external purpose. Um, so, uh, the idea of basic human instinct for harmony, balance, rhythm. Art at this level is not an action or an object, but an internal appreciation of balance and harmony, like the idea of beauty. Hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. And therefore, uh, an aspect of being human beyond utility. Um, so.
1: Well, now I want to look up what the function of utility is because. Yeah. That implies usefulness. And I would argue that all those things are useful.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, it's, it's a slippery slope in a lot of this stuff because I sure. think we're, we end up kind of, um, you know, devolving into like words don't have meanings or worse like words that need to be held strictly to specific meanings um gross which is you know (laughs) i i mean i i love to argue semantics uh as much as the next person i mean that's why i got as much as lauren as much as (laughs) lauren um and i think it's important and i think it's like it has its place and the great thing about it is just being aware of it so that you can work around it. Like, you know, yes, uh, like being aware of it so that, you know, when you say a word to somebody else, you can be like, OK, well, we agree on this meaning. And if we're going to agree to, like, skirt away from it as an expression of this idea, that's OK. We just also know where we're coming from. Um, it doesn't mean that it has to be that. So then they also say as another non-motivated function, um, experience of the mysterious Uh art provides a way to experience oneself in relation to the universe. The experience may often come un may often come unmotivated as one appreciates art, music, or poetry. Um Hmm. so according to this article, this quote from Albert Einstein, man, like the man is. I was like 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 this one
1: time at Burning Man (laughs) at Jazz Camp. Jazz jazz camp.
0: Camp.
2: Um, I have some stories about this one time at jazz camp. Um, the most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It's the source of all true art and science, uh, according hey. to Albert Einstein. Um, Say that, that
1: again. Will repeat that again? Yes. Please? The
2: most beautiful thing we can experience is the mysterious. It is the source of all art and science, all true art huh. and science. Um, so uh, another, a third non-motivated function of art might be, or they're suggesting expression of the imagination. Art provides a means to express the imagination in non-grammatic ways that are not tied to the formality of spoken or written language. Unlike words Mm -hmm. which come in sequences and each of which has definitive meaning, art provides a range of forms, symbols, and ideas with meanings that are malleable, which is something we kind of talked about um, Mm -hmm. or mentioned as like a pretty strong value of art. and then the last one is ritualistic and symbolic functions. In many cultures, art is used in rituals, performances, and dances as a decorative, as, as a decoration or symbol. While these often have no specific utilitarian uh, motivated purpose, anthropologists know that they often serve a purpose at the level of meaning within a particular culture. So I think um, based on that sentence, the author or authors are trying to convey the concept that um, Utilitarians or utilitarian, or uh, as they put it, motivation purpose is not necessarily, it doesn't mean that these other things don't have purpose. They're just not of that category of utilitarian, like utilitarian. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. Which maybe in this context, I'm guessing means more in terms of like needed for survival or, uh, you know, like. Like short-term goals, right? Like needed for biological process or needed for immediate, like functional process in your immediacy. Um, not to say that you know, there's plenty of studies to suggest that having some harmony around your mental state is really important to continue is, is to essential. survive. Or
1: yeah, right. Or like, the 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 necessity or or like essentialness for survival of connection. And I've right. heard a lot of stuff that talks about art as like the foundation of community. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That that art is one way, and a very important way that communities experience a sense of community, um, or um, things with shared meaning, is a way that communities is a type of glue for community. Mm -hmm. I should say, maybe that's a better way to put it.
2: Yeah. Well. Oh. So so
1: community is very uh, essential.
2: Yes. Yeah. And maybe what we can. We can kind of revisit the idea of the non-motivated functions by looking at the sentence again, which is at the top of the article. They say non-motivated purposes of art are those that are 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 integral to being human, transcend the individual or do not fulfill a specific external purpose. Right. Um, And as opposed to the motivated functions, um, motivated purposes of art refer to intentional conscious actions on the part of the artist or creator um mm-hmm. so for instance these may be i was
1: petting the cat
0: say that last one again <laughs> uh, <sure. laughs> sorry is that he's what really handsome. It these days he's a deaf cat <laughs> when you touch him you can't hear anything yeah but you he's can't really or he handsome. can't wait he can't. <laughs> he's his big blue eyes he's yes. very handsome
2: so uh sorry motivated
1: the cat's name yeah no. big it's white mm. big white it's big white
2: yeah um, motivated purposes of art refer to intentional conscious actions on the part of the artist or creator. So okay. these may be to bring about political change, to comment on the aspect of society, to convey a specific emotion or mood, to address personal psychology, to illustrate another discipline, et cetera, et cetera, um, or simply as a form of communication. So again, like I think anytime this is where a lot of discussion around art, I think people get a little sort of Um, put off by it because it's like well fuck you like nothing means anything and it's all just a fucking Mm -hmm. weird continuum of gray goop like um, and I I think and I get why people feel that way I think you could look at that statement and you could probably look at some art and be like oh that's clearly very politically motivated art or that art has a really specific purpose and there's no question in my mind but then other art you might look at and be like, "Eh," like it could be interpreted right and now we're getting into the idea of like you know trying to categorize art is always difficult. And one of the reasons that art is so great is that it oftentimes its whole purpose or oftentimes people create pieces of art with some goal of being like, I'm going to push outside of this stupid boundary that I learned about in art school or that my teachers tell me or like, you know, I'm not fucking, fuck you. I'm not coloring in, in between the lines, um, you know, of whatever those happen to be. So um,
1: yeah. And like a part of what you were quoting in in one of the quotes you have read recently it was talking about like art as a function of creativity yes yeah or as an ex, uh, um uh imagination as a uh, right. exercise for imagination yeah expression and, of and the expression imagination of, yeah 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 yep. and so i i do quite enjoy the connectedness interconnectedness of um boundaries in creativity mm-hmm. that like rules sort of inspire creativity like mm-hmm. some degree of constraint yeah i often feel like produces more creative right works. yeah i mean because that's you what... need sort of something to foil against or work outside of or
2: sure know. yeah it gives you something to push off of or to destroy or to interact with or right right um Because, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes just floating in a gray void of non-sensing and non-relevance is not where you want to be when you're trying to, like...
1: I almost always need some seed or some Mm -hmm. parameter, I feel like, for my most enjoyable types of creativity.
2: Mm -hmm. Sure.
1: If you ever uh, want a, a dinner recommendation from me, I usually will ask you for a something a, to push a shape from. A, a shape, a color or a, a favorite comic book character oh nice mm-hmm. I don't I and don't, honestly, it really doesn't matter what you say. I just want something uh-huh. yeah anything yeah to, yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool. so again to interact with not that recommending food is necessarily art, but oh, I, think, I guess in this context it is yeah sure that's an active because creation. I am trying to
0: like communicate yeah. with somebody yeah, definitely or create a shared experience. There's, I like how art can remain mysterious, but design is like, it has to be really clear if it's good.
1: Mm -hmm. I do really like that. Yes. Maybe that's the other reason I feel so strongly that art and design, because I, I'm not super interested in debating whether art is good or not. Mm -hmm. Like I can talk about my experience of art, whether I enjoyed it or didn't or found it useful or interesting. But I'm not really interested in defining it as good or bad. But I'm totally down for a possibly semantical discussion of whether design is good or bad.
2: Right, right. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I quite enjoy discussions of design (laughs) and how to improve it. Too, when it's not good, like I feel like that often, it ins- it's like this is not good, and it inspires. Then, and this is what would make it better. Here's yeah. why it's not good.
0: Yeah. Like, Part of the reason we even started this podcast was because we had a lot of things to bitch about about design. Yes, yes. Who designed this? It fails.
1: Yeah. It fails at it. it yeah. it being itself. Mm-hmm. Maybe because design so clearly, because it is a plan. Like it, there is something you are trying to execute. Right. And so it is so much more satisfying than to be like, well, did this achieve its plan? Like, did this plan execute this thing or not? Right. right. Um, whereas with art, like, there isn't necessarily that.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have no idea. You're like, I don't know. It just, There it is. Mm-hmm. It's a super shiny, mm-hmm. ref- highly reflective piece of
1: black wall. Yeah. Like, I don't actually know what. I mean, there may be an artist statement, but I don't actually know. Yeah. So I can't tell you whether or not like, they achieved it or not. Yeah.
2: Like, I mean. But one, it sure as
1: hell is interesting to interact with.
2: I can think right. of like I a it is so shiny. A series <laughs> of like really crappily designed things that actually in some ways become art because of the nature of them. Oh, mm.
1: sure. Yeah. I could totally see. You know, like it becomes I mean, a kind uh, even of. As yeah, yeah, even as yeah, commentary. Yeah. 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 Like. How poorly can we design? I, I like that. I hear that. And I think instantly my creativity goes to how poorly can we design uh, things you, uh, simple things that you interact with on an everyday level. So like how poorly can we design a door? Oh, God. Yeah. A series of like exceedingly poorly designed doors. Now they have to. At no point can they. I feel like could they stop functioning being doors? There needs like then they are. They cease to actually be the thing. I mean, I would argue that's okay. It's
2: just like after the fact, we can then re-examine and decide where like where we're going to draw the line. And I think that's going to be a little individual for some people. Sure. Um,
0: And that's what makes it art. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I. I love the idea of like really dysfunctional things like a door where you go to touch the handle and it just completely falls apart. <laughs> um, So there you have to figure out a different way to operate the door yeah. because the handle isn't there anymore. Some and then uh, or maybe, like a really
1: inefficient opening method where you have to yeah. like, like disassemble the whole door. Maybe it's like individual bricks and you have to like take every brick apart. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs>
0: Or like, you know how a door is like, it's sort of the divider between over there and in here or -hmm. whatever. If you had a door that... Didn't divide. Didn't divide. So it was like, there's the door frame and then the door (laughs) itself is just a frame and then there's like nothing in the center. (laughs) Sure.
2: I mean, what about like sort of metaphor, the metaphor of doors in the sense that you're kind of... um, you create the idea of a door like, uh, you know, it's like a transition from one space to another mm-hmm. or it's like you were saying like it's a divider, but it doesn't actually have any portal. physical. Yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. portal. Um,
1: I think there's a video game about that.
2: Like, Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of imagining like, you know, you could create doors in ways that would be uh Like, for instance, um, if we're talking about like liminal spaces Mm -hmm. and you have a room like your living room and you can go into the living room and it's a living room and you can sit down on the couch and you can watch TV or you can like, you know, put your feet on the coffee table or you can drink a cup of coffee with a friend. But in order to go through the door into the liminal space that's overlaid on top of that, there are certain things you must do. Like you must operate the, the liminal space door in order to have that be like you know bring a friend with you or um you know prepare yourself mentally in some way or I don't know but I I'm just saying like there's
1: gird your loins
2: gird your loins as yeah as we're often fond of saying
1: <laughs> I <laughs> we mean we say it's that a all the good time word but it also means a real thing yeah I love mm-hmm. finding diagrams of ways of girding your loins
2: yeah oh yeah, yeah they're pretty nuts yeah oh
1: but also like very functional there's yeah. different methods of girding your loins. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. At least there's only two I can think of right now, but that still means there's more than one.
2: <laughs> it's such a.
1: So then you could have a preferred method of girding your loins. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm. It's pretty close, but you know, forty nine fifty one in the direction of this type. <laughs> loin girding design. It brings up a whole spinoff podcast series on right. <laughs> You know what kind of design I think is like super crazy and grim and like not the type of design that I'd ever be very good at, I don't think. I'm guessing now I have several in mind, but I want to hear yours. Well, I went down this internet wormhole one day about medieval torture devices. Oh, yeah. I'm like, how the fuck did anybody think this shit up? Oh, I know. Like, what kind of a fucking headspace do you have to operate in to produce things like that? I, oh my gosh. Talk about
1: uh, toxic design. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you even watch them evolve, like, in the way Mm -hmm. that most design does to be easier to use or more effective at causing pain Mm -hmm. or... Mm-hmm. less likely to break or to fit more people. Like, it's I think,
0: terrible. I kind of think it's funny, also speaking of, like, weird forms of torture, how, like, they w- they used to, like, like, in your people's country, Ned, they used to, like, do all kinds of ridiculous things to punish and then kill people. Like, we're going to draw and quarter you, and then we're going to burn your body parts, and then we're going to bury them, and then we're going to dig them up, and then we're going to hang them on a thing, and then we're going to, like, light them on fire again.
2: Right? Yeah.
0: It's like okay, I you guys could have stopped a long five time five ago. things ago, like five right. moves ago, yeah, yeah. Right. super weird, and these were things that were like handed down as like a sentence like you had mm-hmm. to you had to carry these things out. It couldn't just yes. be like we're gonna hang you. it's like no, we're gonna hang you, then we're gonna cut you down before you're dead, and then we're gonna draw and corn you and then we're gonna tar and feather you and then I, we're gonna
1: <laughs> I also love the like evaluation of of um kind of quote unquote humaneness like which order you do those in is like mm. a humane act, you know, yes. kind of like which degree of horror we put you through yeah. is is how we evaluate our humaneness, which to right. me is, just seems like such a backwards way Listen, to look at it. Listen, it's
0: inevitable that you're going to die, but we're going to do it nice. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, I was God. just recently watching a thing on on uh, heat in prison, specifically looking at the Texas uh, prison oh, yeah. system. Oh, yeah. And their refusal to install AC, and And what that means
2: meets meets humanity or humane requirements. Uh, No,
1: actually, it's been called out by the world um, uh, Human Rights. I can't remember Human Rights Watch. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't. I I'm not positive, but but I I just recently read about this also, and I'm sure I read the same thing that you did, but I don't remember who. I mean, my. do we mention brand name television shows? Because that's what it sure. was. I, this
1: was oh, yeah. This Week
0: Tonight it's, with John yeah. Oliver. Oh, oh yeah. No, he's great. Enjoy prison that Heat. When Have we seen that one, hon? Mm. It just happened. We'll have to watch it. I mean, we always watch it, but no, I'm extra motivated to watch it. Because we're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I wish and there is some a Fritos.
1: relationship to Texas within this room. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to there's a pocket Texan in here pocket Texan nice (laughs) he's adorable Mm
2: -hmm. um yeah I I love how like you know growing up uh I grew up in kind of a navy town and so I got a really strong message of um you know America's pretty fucking great and everywhere else is like not as good oh yeah like like how lucky you Mm -hmm. are to like live Mm -hmm. here and stuff and and as I get older and especially recently it's just like we're not like you guys come on like we're not like our human rights violations are like really just skyrocketing recently it's like get your Mm. shit together like this isn't this isn't that great of a place to live even even the most privileged of us
0: right i mean
1: you know which which is always such a i don't know how to describe the feeling i have like there are legitimate things that I think America has to be proud of. and hundred like percent. Actual things yep. that, that right. are unique or interesting or relatively unique to this country. Sure. And it always feels so, I don't know, sad, disappointing, like... Yeah. Yeah, such a letdown that, like, there's so few of them, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean... We I, sh- I we sort of have, deserve like a participation ribbon instead of a trophy, yeah. <laughs> right?
1: I still have a very vivid uh, talk that Neil Gaiman gave about mm. the comic books legal the comic book legal defense fund, and and him sort of talking about the difference of being raised in a country that does not have a constitutional free speech protection and then moving and living and operating as an artist, you know, for time operating as an artist in both, but you know Neil Gaiman spent his more uh, f- uh, the portion of his career where he was had more success within the US and sort of saying like mm. what what, what what is that like what does that perspective give him and what are some of the things that we sort of take for granted and and it was very insightful for me and it was one of those things that made me proud of my country and that I think of when I hear other people talk about things that are make them proud or when I hear other people talking about the sense of American pride which so often actually means something very different and in my mind kind of quite gross and and more along the lines of what you're talking about, Ned, where it even is also like, let's ignore these horrors, these human rights violations. Yeah. Yes. And right. Like under this
0: pretense that we're great at everything. Yeah. Which of course is like a it's lie. I, it's so it's the lie is so thorough that it's like, well, that couldn't happen here because it's America. Right. It's like a non starter. And it's to me it's yeah. maybe so sad because it's like, look, there are
1: real things we have genuine reason to be proud of. Yeah. And we can't be proud of those because we're too busy having this bullshit pride that is a lie. Like you don't even have to lie to be proud. You could be proud of very specific things. And instead of being proud of those, you're proud of something that doesn't exist, which is this fictional greatness. American
0: exceptionalism.
1: It's sort of the way Christianity defines itself as the normal religion. How few people, when they talk about God, say the Christian God?
2: Right. Right. They just, when they say
1: God, they mean, well, you know, the normal God. Oh, well, sure. We could talk about, you know, those other religions, gods. And it's like, no, no. Every religion has that religion's God. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's a little presumptuous. Mm -hmm. A little presumptuous. Tangents are fine. (laughs) I'm going to make in the notes here. Who's God?
1: American tangent. <laughs> That's American
0: a good podcast tangent. topic. Yeah. For sure. yeah, there you go. That's our, our other um, spinoff podcast. <laughs> yes, American tangent. The and then my spinoff of American tangent would be American tantrum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I really just think every American tangent episode should devolve into uh-huh. an American uh-huh. tantrum. tantrum, right? Why can't we have nice things? And another thing. Another way we can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and unions. Ned, I What's have... What's up with that? I have the map of the underground of your people in my kitchen. Oh, nice. It was here when you were here the last time. Isn't, I think isn't I looked at it briefly. The London underground? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I didn't know Ned's people,
0: people were London. Well, They're... my mom...
2: Yeah, on my mom's side, it's British for a couple of generations at least. Um yeah. So. Those
0: gotcha. are the Celtic people?
2: Those are the Celtic people. Yeah. They're more yes. of the Celts. More of the Celts, yeah. Um possibly different than the British. Well, uh I mean <laughs> Well, it's interesting
1: actually when you look into British history, people do they talk about the Anglo-Saxons and yeah. the Britons. Yeah. The Britons are the Celts. I mean cuz Brittany is is Yeah. the Celtic coast of right. France, Right. Right. Um
2: hmm. Yeah, and then it's it's fairly German. Like my, on my dad's side, it was all kind of German farmers or you know, fairly immigrant, German
0: immigrants. I'm fairly who, German.
2: It came from Germany. I mean, most Germany, Germans are sort of Germanic countries. So yeah, hmm.
1: it's true. Germany has only really been what we call Germany for maybe a hundred years, a little over a hundred years. Yeah,
2: so I mean, probably when they came over know. here, they were they were just Germany was just kind of fresh
1: yeah um,
0: germany was just barely a thing yeah <laughs> germany had its diaper on
2: <laughs> i mean we can look that up uh this is a knowable thing let's find out when germany was sort of considered a was uh so what, what, they had unifi- a word for it unification unified. yeah mm-hmm. so it was unified in
1: 1871 71 yeah okay I mean, oh, that's, so, yeah. I mean, that 150
0: mean, years, ostensibly, it's about vampires, but really, it's about <laughs> the reunification of Germany, right. you know. But funny, <laughs>
2: you know, but funny. Oh, such a good line. Um, we were hot on that joke for a while.
0: Yeah, it's a great joke. It's very funny. It's,
2: it's
1: really good. Yeah,
0: I don't know
2: what
1: this joke is from.
0: It's from a movie called Orange County that was made when we were in like just out of high school. Yeah. And it stars Colin Hanks Mm -hmm. and Jack Black and Katherine O'Hara and um, John Lithgow. Yeah. And like some other people, Mike White and Chevy Chase. And I am aware of it. Yeah. It's really funny.
2: Yeah. And the scene is. They're at like a college party.
0: They're at a college party on the Stanford campus.
2: Yes, yeah, and the and
0: guy... Sean's girlfriend, who is oh sissy SpaceX daughter,
2: that sounds right.
0: Yeah, she is flirting with a guy on the front steps of this party because she's mad at Colin Hanks's character mm-hmm. Sean. Because, because he's like a loser, right? He well, no, he's not a loser. He just did he was just kind of a jerk. Oh, okay. Um and so she's just she's talking to this guy at a party, but she's not like trying to sleep with him or anything. Yeah. And he's like kind of she, she's a senior in high school, Sean's a senior in high school. They end up at Stanford because he wants to get in there. Sure. And they've got this big scheme to get him in. It's a long story. Anyway, they're on campus it's and she's talking to this guy named Kip. <laughs> yeah.
2: Kip. Kip. Kip.
0: And Kip Kip is like trying to impress her and he's uh, some college guy and he's like you know I wrote a screenplay and she's like oh yeah and he's like yeah she's like what's it about he's like well ostensibly it's about vampires but really it's about the reunification of Germany you know but funny
2: you know but funny
0: and it was like he ad-libbed that because in the interstitials and outtakes there's a bunch of things that he said to her in that moment in that film uh-huh. that it, like actually mm-hmm. made it in the movie but there were a bunch of really funny things that he said and they all start with well ostensibly it's about and then it follows with but really it's about blah 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 yeah and like totally disparate things like vampires and the reunification of germany <laughs> but funny
2: you know but funny
0: but, but funny um, I actually for a moment was like,
1: is that a What We Do in the Shadows reference? Oh, my God. Also solid. Yeah. So
0: good. Uh, do you like the television show or the movie or both? I have only seen the television show. Oh. I have not oh. seen the
1: movie. The then,
0: movie is incredible. But I quite
1: love the talent. I mean, like, I love There are some the creative extremely
0: team. funny points in the movie. Yeah. Like when, he, like when they're having a house meeting and they're waiting for Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's like the best line in the movie. I won't ruin it.
2: Uh, But yeah, I mean, the nice thing about, uh, from my point of view, the nice thing about the movie and the show is that we're lucky we have both.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, they're both so good. Yeah. They're so good. I wouldn't trade one for the other. I did. I was lucky enough to like kickstart the movie, though. I was excited about that. I was like, please take my money because I love. Who doesn't want to give them money? I know. I love, I love Jermaine Clement. I love. Well, Brett McKenzie isn't in the vampire movie, but I love Brett McKenzie, and yep. I love Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. He makes the best shit. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? I did. I quite enjoyed oh. Jojo Rabbit.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so funny! My amusing Jermaine Clement uh, factoid is: uh, I went through, I went down an odd rabbit hole with the. Uh, Uh, Moana soundtrack Moana process of creation yeah because it's I was like well who's it written by because it's about um these indigenous cultures and so through that rabbit hole uh Jermaine Clements is in the the Maori language version he 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 Ah! plays the same character he does the voice for the same character in the Maori language version and he sings his so that means that there's his song in Maori and it is so good it's way better than the original nice. so it's him doing a david
0: bowie impression
1: oh my god in Maori,
0: <laughs> it's just like that's super great and like yeah, i love how many layers of abstraction yeah going yes there. yes
1: exactly because it makes it all the better
0: i really liked the flight of the concords tv show i thought yeah. that was just magnificent it and was, like yeah. so relatable. Mm-hmm. I recently watched their episode, the
1: episode they were, of The Simpsons they were in.
0: Ah, I didn't know they were awesome. on The Simpsons. Pretty
1: great. I believe it Aww. also features some cast members from Glee, which is just a great mashup. That's pretty funny. And they, they managed to parody themselves. Just like parody, parodying parody mm-hmm. is, I mean, Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Right. It's so good. So many
0: buffaloes.
1: It's the it's the longest sentence in the English language with only
0: one word. Yeah, it's crazy. Like six buffaloes? I don't know. I don't remember. We were just talking about this the other day. Weird. Bader Meinhof.
2: Wait, I've never heard of this. Really? <laughs> Which, Which one? Buffalo <laughs> Which... sentence. So Are you serious? Did you just look it up? I'm yeah. So yeah. uh if you've never heard of this and you're listening, here, let me explain it to you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I
1: normally would like to so the sentence
2: as quoted is Buffalo, 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 period. Eight. And um, so that's eight. Right? Yeah. Uh, yes, that's eight. So there's eight, um, eight uses of the word Buffalo. The sentence is grammatically correct. It's a, a grammatically correct sentence in English. And so this is reading from the Wikipedia article on it again, June 15th, 20, 2021. Um so this article says that it's a grammatically correct sentence in English, often presented as an example of how homonyms and homophones, homophones can be used to create complicated linguistic structures through lexical ambiguity. There's a podcast title: "Lexical Ambiguity."
0: Lexical ambiguity. Yeah,
2: we definitely need oh, to keep I that have one. Ideas. Um. Yeah. Right. Uh, I so, mean, most
0: of them will
1: just come from from the YouTube channel. Half is interesting, but that's okay. Please continue.
2: Oh, that's okay. Um, you know, we I I'd like to just cite things and reference them, and if any, anybody's offended, we can adjust our podcast to suit. Um, but uh, where was I? Okay, so um, so the sentence employs three distinct meanings of the word buffalo. Uh, it is it employs the proper noun to refer to a specific place named Buffalo, the city of Buffalo, New York. Okay. Um, which, when
1: written, is, of course, capitalized. Yeah. Yes,
2: which is capitalized. Um, as a verb, to buffalo in American English means to bully, harass, or intimidate, or to baffle. And as a noun to refer to the animal, the bison, um, often called buffalo in North America. Uh, the plural of which is also buffalo. Um mm. So an expanded form of the sentence, which preserves the original word order is Buffalo bison that other Buffalo bison bully also bully Buffalo bison. So now oh. you can start to get a sense of yeah. what is trying to, what, what is conveyed in the sentence. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it's a really interesting concept. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's the Wikipedia article is pretty great. There is a diagram explaining the sentence, Yes. Um,
1: what the, I have always wanted yeah. is someone to, you know, the way when you hear Shakespeare read by by or performed by great Shakespearean actors. Yes. It 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 often you can not worry about the words at all and tell what they're trying to say through um, through intonation and through sort of delivery. And with the Buffalo sentence, most people just read it as you and I did, which is just Buffalo, yes. Buffalo, 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 and that arguably a big piece of of verbal communication well written to some degree as well is sort of the the intonation um so when it's written you have things like capitalization and periods which give you some way to begin to start navigating the sentence because they aren't they don't all look the same clues Mm -hmm. right but i would really love to hear someone say it with like all the intonation that would really come along with with that and that's something i've always wanted
2: yeah i don't i i mean i can imagine like sir patrick stewart or somebody uh pulling that off um, yeah i
1: mean i would like to do it but i i actually well i know of this concept i actually don't understand the sentence well enough to feel like i could
2: yeah yeah, yeah. it's um it's pretty interesting buffalo um, buffalo, buffalo there's also buffalo. another there's a simplified parse tree Oh, which is pretty cool. I like just
1: there's also a name,
0: simplified Simplified parse tree.
2: Yeah. So, a simplified parse tree uh, is a tree that um, basically categorizes things. So, if you imagine if you take the entire sentence, all eight instances of the word buffalo, and you Mm -hmm. write, you basically, that whole thing is considered the sentence. And then you can break it down into two parts a noun phrase and relative clause. Um, Sorry, no, a noun phrase and a verb phrase. So the noun phrase consists of the first one, two, three, four, five instances of the word buffalo. So that's the noun phrase. So the first part of the sentence, buffalo, 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 is the noun phrase. And the uh, verb phrase is the buffalo, 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 the three at the end um so then now yeah so now let's just wait i'm sorry
1: could you repeat which one's in which category
2: absolutely so the last three words the last three instances of buffalo count as the verb phrase and we can break that apart um to make more meaning of it so there's three words let's just look at the verb phrase buffalo 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 so the first part of that is lowercase buffalo the second part is uppercase buffalo and then the final buffalo is lowercase again. And so The final buffalo. Yeah. Final buffalo. And so you can break up the verb phrase into two parts, one which is the verb. So the first the first instance of buffalo or the first word of the verb phrase is buffalo, which would mean to bully. Um and then the second part of it is the noun uh, is another noun phrase which is buffalo buffalo. Um mm-hmm. And so that part breaks up. Which
1: means a group of buffalo from From Buffalo, New York.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so the last, the verb phrase of the sentence can be thought of as bullying buffalo from Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Um, So there you have, so now you're left with the first part of the sentence, which is only five buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> is following along so far let me know yeah, if you're just yeah. losing your minds um, nope
1: i'm with you i mean okay. this is design right this is yeah. this is design and art all at once <laughs>
2: so the second or so the first part of the sentence now we've we've i think it's fairly understandable what the <laughs> verb phrase is it's bullying uh, buffalo from buffalo that that part makes sense That makes um, sense. yeah that so that makes sense so now we can talk about the noun phrase which is to um basically say who who is doing the doing the bullying
0: who's doing the buffaloing
2: (laughs) yes who's doing the buffaloing so now we can get into the noun phrase which can be broken up into two parts Um, a noun phrase with a relative clause so the first part of the noun phrase is easy that's the capital buffalo buffalo so buffalo from you know bison from buffalo New new york yeah are doing a relative clause. And so the relative clause is three buffaloes, and it's a um, uh, proper noun, buffalo, (laughs) followed by the noun buffalo, followed by the verb, buffalo.
1: This is so convoluted.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: (laughs)
0: American tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Is there anything... Is there, I feel like we need to retreat to the sanity of the colors of the day. I I would agree. Um,
2: Yeah. So let me see what our color research team is telling
0: us. Um, What what has the research team got to tell us today? I do really like the phrase. We need to retreat to the relative sanity of the color of the day. Yes,
2: absolutely.
0: I need something stable that I can count on.
2: Let me just pop this in the chat. Okay. So they sent. um,
0: In the chat.
2: Yeah, they sent us this thing, and it's gonna go right here. So, um, uh, we've got, um, as always. If did this you
0: chat f- chat our sh- our show or our the text? Oh, there the it is. Show. Yeah. Um, Object color.
1: Ooh, oh, oh, these are so different than all the colors I've seen before. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. So, um, uh, wow, colors of the day. Good. So we've got two colors. Yeah. We've got attractive slug and uh. How would you, Morsk, Moresk, Moresk, Moresk? Yeah. Dorsum? Um, so good, so weird. So attractive slug is a sort of brown, a dark. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like a gray brown. It's a slate. Oh my it's god, a slate.
0: To, it is pretty slaty. Yeah. It's also kind of baby poopy. Yes. Yeah. Like, well,
1: slate usually, I feel like, is a gray, a dark gray, mm-hmm. but that has undertones of brown and possibly green. Sure.
0: Okay. I I buy that.
2: All right, so tractive slug, um, that would be hashtag or basically hash four seven four two two eight. So if this is your first time listening, you can pop that, um, including the, uh, including the hash sign four seven four two two eight into Google, and it will pop up the color for you and a little color picker so you can have a look at it. Um, and then this is paired with its complementary color, uh, Moresque dorsum, which is the uh, a
1: dove gray. Yes.
2: And it's sort of a hash. So the value for that is hash bravo 8 bravo delta delta 7. That's hash B8BDD7. And if you pop that into Google, you'll also get um, a
1: good look at the color. And uh, so it's a medium gray with a slight
0: lavender undertone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: yep. what I'm here for. Yep. Yeah, good job. Nailed so, it. So um yeah, if you're listening to this podcast today and you're and you've got these colors of the day now armed with them, you can go forward and do amazing design and amazing art. Um separately but not and at distinctly, the same time. but not at the same time. Um Yeah. So uh anyway, you, think you. you can't
0: claim double duty. <laughs> you
2: can't do double you said duty.
0: Duty.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right and so, on that note <laughs> on that note um on that brown note yeah th- on that brown note thank you for listening as always we'd love to hear from you um we'd love to get your email is probably the easiest i know we're on social media but nobody uses that anymore so um, yeah, i mean only old people only old people and that's not because it's, us, it's cool, like hip and young.
0: a devastating horrible wrong turn that the internet took and we're all gonna <laughs> look back at it someday yes. and be like remember when we did that really dumb thing for a bunch of years Thank God we don't do that anymore.
2: I don't know if either of you spent any time on internet forums like in the early heydays of the internet. No, (laughs) but in the heydays of the internet, like at no point was um, like public discourse on the internet like ever super good.
1: Right? No, it's always been horrible. I mean, it's
2: always just been like the most base, terrible, and and the fact that. The fact that it just got worse and more amplified because Facebook and similar, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna make people hold people accountable by making them give us their actual identification and remove some <laughs> of the anonymity." And that didn't fix shit. It just made it worse. No. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Okay.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Okay. Thank bye. you. Bye.